This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Welcome into your weekend, everyone. Time for The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. Alongside Mike North, I'm Carmen DeFalco, back with you to kick off a portion of the calendar that... Well, it's not as uh, much fun maybe as the football season, but there are always wagering and money-making opportunities, and that's what is most important. So the Super Bowl and the 2021 season are in the rear view, Mikey, and uh, the game wasn't played all that well, I don't think, but at least it was exciting and fun down the stretch over those final five minutes on Sunday. I'll tell you what, two of the worst coaches to ever coach in the Super Bowl. Uh, (laughs) Absolutely ridiculous, Zach Taylor. You know, analytics are good, but you got to know when to use them. You don't go for it from the 50-yard line. I don't care if it's fourth and one early in the first quarter. Nobody's talking about that. That lost them the game. Stafford gets half a field. They score the touchdown, and that's it. I mean, period. They should have been winning that game 20-9 to Cincinnati down the stretch, and it wasn't that way. So they end up losing the game because of another coach's uh, stupid decision, McVay. Uh, called some of the worst plays you could ever call. And I just want to say why Jimmy Garoppolo and other people get buried for being inaccurate. Stafford should have put up 30 points. I mean, he was all over the place. He missed a lot of key passes. And that's exactly why he didn't win the MVP until uh, Cooper Cup got busy. And uh, what what a Super Bowl I think we all had. Um, oh, my God. For I the, went 5-0. and all. Yeah, it was unbelievable. I mean, from a wagering standpoint, oh. I mean, the way we gave out prop bets last week uh, was pretty, I mean, you know what? pretty I, impressive. I, and I understand that, you know, people, I don't, I don't list the teams and then put the check marks down. Because when you see somebody that lists 15 teams on Twitter and they put 14 check marks down, you don't believe it. But you got to believe us because we're documented. I had a guy last week say, I think I'm going to start documenting you guys. I go, wait a minute. I go, you don't have to do that. We do it every week. We're on the air. But this is what happened. I I saved myself. I hope everybody caught it. On the bonus play, I took uh, over in the game. But uh, it was a Friday deal. And people caught networking now. I guess the younger people caught networking. But I'm wired in with a couple places in Vegas. And... I decided on Sunday to take the under, and I put it out on Twitter mighty early. So I hope everybody caught it. It was a reverse. I've only done it a couple times, but the under came in. Then the Rams, time of possession comes in with that last Ooh, drive. That was, like, that was close. Too. That was close. Yeah. Then the Rams' money line comes in. Yep. After I could well, finally you, get it right, Carmen had to tell me twice. You had the middle. You nailed the middle, though. I nailed the middle with yeah. Bengals. Yep. Then I had cup under. 105. I just thought it was insurmountable, but he almost gets that, but he had 92. So I was 5-0. I happen to know that you, the Bengals' first score, for instance, yes. was a field goal, right? Yes, it was. So, I mean, I mean, you had other things, And too. I think I gave out the cup prop, didn't I, for uh, any time touchdown, I'm yes. pretty sure. Yes. You gave that out. Now, I don't yes. know what the Rams did on first downs. Maybe uh, Rams Randy. won. The Rams won. Well, uh, you Rams, won everything. Yeah. We won eight. No, we, Rams won, had more first downs. Now, yes. Randy, I don't know what Randy did because Randy. The, I, I was I was bad, but uh, I made a bet just uh, right before the game. I was looking through some crazy props, right? And there was a prop: Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. 
The score first and the Rams to win. Oh, what'd you get paid on that? Ten to one. Nice. Did you uh, tag that on ESPN? No, I, just, I was I was I was uh, picking up dinner. I just started. Oh, but well, guess bet. what? I the World I, Gambling I, Association will never uh, will never. I had, I missed on both my rushing things because uh, I had yeah. Sony Michelle and Burrow, and they. And both I'm not going to count. I mean, yeah. you went for the jugular on the odds for the MVP. That's what you do, folks. Yes, that's what you do. I mean, Cooper Cup winning it. He went from like sixteen to eight. Yep. To one uh, quickly, but that was an obvious call, a great call uh, for people. But uh, you know what? We just had a great Super Bowl. Yeah, it was we a really great did. football season. Sixty-one percent can't beat that. Uh, so, know? and it I was won't great. change the bumper. You know, Randy keeps telling me, "Let me change the six o'clock bumper." I heard it last week. I go, "No," I said that at the beginning of the season. We're on a roll, two years in a row. So when people people know when we're on, 7 o'clock on Friday, right? That's exactly like right. Bonanza. And like the, Bonanza. Like Bonanza. You knew when Bonanza was on. Right. You knew when Hill Street Blues was on. You know when Friends is on. You knew when The Sopranos was on. So bumpers don't matter. So I, so now maybe, I, I think because we're on a roll, we keep the 6 to 7 I, why, bumper, why, don't you? Why change it? Why change it? Keep <laughs> it where it's at. You know. Randy's been bugging me for the last three months. I go, no, we're winning. For consistency's sake, yeah. Yes. We don't want to jinx it. No. We might as well can't, just keep rolling with it. It's a smart move. That game uh, took a different feel when uh, Odell Beckham Jr. went out, didn't it? It kind of felt like the Rams would pull away maybe even a little bit more. Especially for the people that had over five and a half catches. Oh, my God. How about it? What a, what a disaster it's for like, them. Th- th- that's the risk you run, I guess. Right. But it was tough to see, too, because he was playing so well. But, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, they look like they might not have been stopped had uh, or wouldn't have been as close if Odell did not go out because they were kind of doing what they wanted with the two of them on Man, the field together. Stafford missed the pass in the back of the end zone. And Collins, well, by the way, you want to talk about two uninspiring announcers in the biggest game of the year that just uh, let the moment, uh, if it's a dull football game, drag them down inst- instead of trying to just get Get you hepped up. I thought Collinsworth and Michaels had it had a below average game for the cachet that they carry. Sure, and and I think maybe maybe it was the game. But the great announcers can figure it out. They got better when things got better. But great announcers, they got to ask questions, keep things going. I mean, I never heard. I, I really, Collins were step out about anything. It just seemed like a lazy broadcast. I thought his ta- he didn't even really have one on no. the, the Jalen Ramsey. You know where Jalen Ramsey was clearly in didn't the have with. anything. He didn't. Yeah, it was kinda... one of the most overrated announcers in the business. Who's like I said earlier, wired in with the NFL squares. Because I'll tell you what, I like Romo after hearing what I heard. Oh my gosh. And I don't like Romo. <laughs> and Aikman, to me, is the top guy. Yes, he is. I agree with you. I, I mean, say my that God, Buck, and Buck comes to play now. Al Michaels looking at Yahoo. Well, you know what, Al? Look in the mirror. So, you were dull. So, so Aikman's going to. I mean, at least this is the rumor, right? I, mm-hmm. I don't think it's official, right, Randy? I mean, but but Aikman's going to jump ship and go to. Amazon, Amazon with Al Michaels with Al. It's yeah. good. So it's going to well, be well. Then Al the and broadcast Aikman. will get better. I think Buck and Aikman are the best. I, I do. do too. I, I think he's. I don't know. I think he's probably upset because Romo undeservedly got seventeen million. I mean dollars. It, I mean, and Aikman it's, it's seventeen million. Seventeen million. I do not go to listen to a game because Tony Romo's on it. Mean, None I, of them. And and but except Aikman to me stands above it. You know he asked uh, CBS. I mean, excuse me, Fox for more for more than Romo, right? Yeah. And they probably said no. Yeah. Now you're going to go to Yahoo the, the money, instead of Fox. The money Amazon, is, not Yahoo. Amazon. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. The money that is being paid out. <laughs> 
in TV deals in the NFL. I mean, what the teams get, what the announcers get, what the advertisers crazy. Pay. I mean, it is. And, and to think that it almost felt like the, the people were knocking the league for having 100 million viewers of that game. Well, you know, they, they they didn't do 100 million. They did like 99. What? You the games Well, you know yeah, what if it was the old Stanley days? Cup final games do 2 million people and the, the World Series games do yeah. 10, 11. And if there was no gambling, this <laughs> like, game might have been shot shut off in the first hour. There's no doubt. You tell me about the golf getting better. If they took gambling away from the NFL Carm, they, during the week, they wouldn't lead nightly. Uh, on Thursday night football, because most of the nation wouldn't care. Maybe not. Well, but, I mean, are you telling me gambling's not the driving force? No, I've always thought it's, yeah, a, come it's on. a huge part. It was of my the driving NFL force, success. sure. And you know what? So I, I just think gambling is so huge. And, yeah. and the other day you said something that that was very revealing too. It's going to help the golf game. I mean, yeah. yesterday, yesterday I went two and one. Okay, I bet Rory. Against Kepka minus one thirty. I, 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 you know, today I, uh, I had a, a, a bonus play that I gave mm. on Carmen and Yurko, which uh, uh, I'm not. Uh, you know, we're taping early here, but uh, I have Shoffley over Marikawa. Shoffley's getting plus one hundred five. I think that uh, that. But th- I would have never watched golf no. on Thursday or no. Friday. That's where no. gambling comes in. But you also said it will help. Then when it comes, I don't think it helps them when it comes to revenue. The prize money and the sponsors, the elite sponsors, have always backed the PGA. They always have, yeah. uh, ever since Tiger I came mean, on I mean, Mercedes-Benz, yeah. even before the Cadillac with Arnold Palmer, yeah. you know, Jack Nicholas. It's always been a sponsor-driven sport. So when people worry about the ratings and the PGA, I mean, listen to this, folks. The PGA or basically told Martha Burke, we won't run commercials during Augusta. That one year, and it worked, and they didn't care because she was going to boycott the sponsors. That's how much money the PGA. Well, it had. might, but just to correct you, that that was a that was the that master Augusta. Oh, the master, What did I say? You said the PGA. The PGA. Augusta the, the, the kind of no. Runs. I said the PGA, who's in charge of the masters. No, Am I right? no, Augusta. The, is. the masters. Oh, Augusta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, oh, they, I see. They run their own outfit. All right, they, so, and they so, don't care. They're like a cartel. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't care, Mike. Okay, exactly, exactly. But do you think the PGA would have done that? No. If it wasn't uh, Masters, no, I, I, I think I don't think, think they, they would have uh, capitulated. Yes, I do. Okay. I do. I yeah. I think it's because Augusta just doesn't give a damn. I think Merck's right about. You're that. right. I mean, what was that guy say? Anybody that's got the name of Hootie don't right. care much yeah, about Hootie. Anything. I mean, when you're a Hootie, I mean, geez. <laughs> Speaking of uh, the um, just the, the the growing popularity of sports mm-hmm. gambling in in general, I, right. I saw this story at ABC News earlier this week. Uh, America's commercial casinos won $53 billion in 2021, their best mm-hmm. year ever, according to figures released earlier this week. The American Gaming Association, the industry's national trade group, released year-end figures showing that in-person gambling continues to be the main source of revenue for the gambling industry, sure. even as Internet and sports betting continue to grow. The $53 billion won by casinos is more than 21% higher than the previous best year, which came in 2019 mm-hmm. before the coronavirus pandemic hit. But the story also goes on to detail the increased popularity in dollars that are being wagered um, online and mm-hmm. in in all these various states now, and it is just a staggering number when you think about it. Well, yeah, but see, for, for instance, the first Super Bowl, I was 16. 
and I bet the the game and the total, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that was it though. You got six hundred prop bets now. I know. What so was the you total? Better, by the you way, better like, be breaking records. What was the total? Like thirty three and a half in the oh, first. Super the first Bowl. one I bet was Namath, and uh, awesome. sixty nine. And and I forget what the total was. Couldn't have been more than thirty three, right? <laughs> I think I was one and one. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, I took the uh, I took the Jets, but here's the deal. Here's the deal. They didn't have prop bets. The no. fridge was basically the yeah. first prop bet. That's right. So when they start telling me about the figures, I go, they're probably saying, why didn't we do this 20 years ago? <laughs> I know. Okay. They really, <laughs> like, damn, we should have started this in 75 instead right. of 85. Who uh, thought that you but, could combine peanut butter and jelly right. in the same jar? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, we, when we come back, Wait, we're going to. You can do that? Yeah, you can do that, believe it or not. Yep. When we come back, we're going to talk to our good friend Luke Pergani from Prop Swap. We'll see what's hot uh, now that the NFL season is over. We got NBA All Star weekend. Mike and I are going to spend some time on that a little bit later on. We'll get ponies from Jim Miller. So all the usual fun is coming your way. We got a lot to do. Don't go anywhere, folks. Just getting started inside the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple, presented by Prop Swap. Carmen DeFalco, Mike North with you each and every Friday. And uh, we spent a lot of time opening up the show, recapping Super Bowl 56. Got a few more things to talk about in regards to the end of the football season. Then we're going to look ahead at basketball here with our guy uh, from Prop Swap, one of the founding members of the great Prop Swap app. He joins us each and every week, and he was at the Super Bowl, and now he's off to NBA All-Star Weekend. We live vicariously through him. Say hi to Luke Pergandy. Luke, it's all down What's up, guys? Hey, Mike. Hey, Carmen. What's up, buddy? Hey, Luke. How was the Super Bowl? That's your second time in that stadium. Uh, how was the Super Bowl? How was the vibe in L.A. over the weekend? Yeah, I mean, stadium remains undefeated. That's the best stadium in professional sports. Um, they literally have palm trees inside of the stadium as you walk uh, from the parking lot into uh, the arena. So it's it's incredible. It's worth every dollar of the $5 billion that Stan Kroenke spent. Uh, and it sure looks like it's about to pay off as he gets his uh, first Super Bowl. And he's been there for about six years now. So congrats to him. Congrats to the Rams. They were obviously the better team. Going into this, the magic with Joe Burrow just seemed to run out. Um, you know, that was the Cincinnati Bengals joined the Props Up Hall of Fame in <laughs> just a gigantic long shot that gets the championship and loses. Um, and of course, you know, that 301 Bengals ticket is now worth nothing. That $100 ticket uh, at 301 would have sold for $11,000 on Props Up the morning of the game. Uh, he did not sell. And uh, we all know how that ended up. But now in that, we talked a lot about that guy. He is a professional gambler. I'm a little surprised he didn't sell, but so am I. He, he also, you told us last week, he had another pretty valuable position, right? Where he bet like in December or when the playoffs started or something, he bet a Rams to beat the Bengals in the Super Bowl. So he had one yeah, of those so tickets. He, he was. Yeah. So in this specific situation, he was had, so he, okay. you know, he has team a with the Bengals that they win, he gets 30 G's. Got it. And then he had, he had ticket B where, uh, Rams beating the Bengals, a, a specific Super Bowl matchup prop 
also paid around 40000 So this right. specific gambler scenario was covered. Okay. Um, but and, obviously, and there's that's why plenty he didn't of, sell, right, Luke? I mean, for correct. any other, if he didn't have that other ticket, that guy would have unloaded it. I, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. He, he was willing to sell going into the AFC championship at about 11 to 1 odds. We got him a bid at like 3400 He wanted 4000 mm. for that ticket, but he was willing to sell going into that AFC championship. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, it doesn't, it doesn't get any better going to the NBA. If you got futures in the NBA, it's a mess right now. To <laughs> me, I bet the NBA the last two weeks until last week, and I was losing. I'm betting college basketball now, Luke, because you're getting coaches and players actually try. There's no drama during the season. But the Brooklyn Nets situation, for instance, and Philadelphia uh, with Harden, are the Philadelphia people all enamored now because they got James Harden? Because I happen to think Brooklyn is the hotter ticket right now. How did that go? How's that going right now on PropSwap? Yeah, yeah. The the Sixers are are the hotter team on PropSwap. Their odds went from 12 to 1 to 6 to 1 to win the NBA Finals. Wow. Uh, I I believe in it. I think um, my only concern with Philly is how long it will take Joe and James Harden to gel. Like, anytime these, these, like, superstar teams join up, it takes a little bit of time for them to figure out like their tendencies and like when to pass versus when to shoot. Like that's, that's my concern. But like the Sixers are Joel Embiid is the front runner to an MVP right now. Um, I'm not a huge doc rivers guy, but I'm a big Joel Embiid guy. Like if you can add him a scorer, Mm -hmm. James Harden is no doubt one of the top 20 scorers in the history of the league. Mm -hmm. Like if you give Embiid such a good scorer like that, I think they got a shot. And the East isn't incredible. You know, you might have to deal with Milwaukee, maybe Miami. Um, Boy, I tell you what, though. One thing Simmons could do, he was a lockdown defender. And and, and in fact, fact, the other day, I checked him, his offensive stats with Pippins, they're almost identical, except for the three-pointers. Okay, Pippin was 32, he's 14. Everything else was identical. I think the, the Philly fans better get used to saying, get back to Harden because that's yeah. where I think they're going to be hurt, Luke. And so I, I I understand the hype and stuff, but I think that defensive end is where they're going to be hurt, where, where they weren't, at least on that end, with Simmons. Yeah, no, totally fair. He is an uh, excellent defender. Um, uh, you know, in that Atlanta uh, Philly series, I was actually mm-hmm. at that game seven. Like, mm-hmm. there's a photo of Ben Simmons under the basket with the ball in his yeah, hand, passing. wide open, and right. he passes it. Yeah, he was. Like, he like, was I'm not he, saying he won't shoot. I mean, he won't shoot in the fourth yeah. quarter of a playoff game. I don't know. Right. I, I, it's crazy. He's a head case. There's no question about it. I just think defensively during the season. We're going to see some breakdowns that maybe you didn't see when they had some guys. Guys, are we yeah. are we surprised at all at speaking of some of these futures and looking specifically at MVP? Are we surprised that Demar Derozan is still like thirty five to one? I think for, he's down to twenty five yeah. now. Oh, did it? Did it go down a little it bit? It dropped more? again. It dropped again. But I'm going to tell you something, Carm. You know, the guy that stopped him, it seems, was Kyle Lowry. I mean, uh, you know, they split time shooting, and it seems like I cannot believe how great he's been. To me, it was a nice pickup, but nobody expected this. So now you got to jump on that right now. Yeah. I think he's got as good a chance as any. Are there tickets available on DeMar on the site, Luke? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're selling We're selling a ton of DeMar tickets. I agree, Carmen. I think 35-1 to 1 is way too high. Joel Embiid, yeah. if he stays healthy, will probably win this award. Yeah. But 
That word F is huge with this guy. He's always there's always some injury with him. He's just such a large human being that yeah. <laughs> this things can break down. Um, so yeah, in, in terms of the longer shots, and then I believe you grabbed the John Morant ticket to yeah. MVP. I would yeah. I would sprinkle some on Demar and John Morant just as a hedge against against Joe in case he sits for you know one or two weeks. Because if he sits, then he, he can't win. That's a good call. Yeah, I st- I've got that uh, Jaw ticket yeah, too, baby. and he's he's played great. So all right, so off to uh, NBA All Star Weekend. That should be fun. Are you looking forward to that in Cleveland, Luke? Yeah, it should be nice. Hopefully the weather cooperates. It's, it's a yeah. Very different. There's been a lot of jokes. Very different scene from Los Angeles, oh, Super Bowl to Cleveland. Just the a little. Game, yeah. But. yeah. Keep your head on a swivel. Uh, Keep your head on a swivel. Yeah. <laughs> More now. So, yeah, it, it'll be fun. It, yeah. It's a fun weekend. It, that that All Star game in Chicago a couple of years ago. That was so fun. Yeah. Uh, that was being in the stadium for that was that, that was a, they they turned this All Star game around. The, all the other All Star games are a joke. The Pro Bowl is a joke. Yeah. The MLB All Star game, no one cares about really. But this this All Star game is fun. They they did a good job making it uh, actually competitive. All right, check those tickets, everybody. Lots to buy, and then maybe flip and make some money. PropSwap.com or the free PropSwap app. Make sure you have it. Luke, thanks as always. Have a great weekend, buddy. Enjoy the uh, All Star festivities, and we will talk to you next Friday. Thanks, Carm. Thank you, Mike. Oh, There's our guy. Whole week out in L.A., Super Bowl, now to the NBA All-Star yeah. Weekend. We yeah. love it. So. I'm not kidding. The NBA, to me, I was, you know, I asked last week, you know, I, or I told everybody last week, 30, 37 out of, like, they were 37-7 and seven with the favorites before the Super Bowl. I was, like, 4-10 and 10 for those two weeks. I jump on the college thing. And I'm, I'm winning. At least there's effort. There's people that are trying to win. I mean, you can't keep track of anything. And, and a lot of times, Carmen, you're getting all this information late. Late, yeah, right before game start. Yep. Mike and I will spend some more time talking about uh, the rest of the NBA season, All-Star Weekend. There's bets to be made, obviously, and wagers to be won there. So we'll try to find uh, some good ones for the weekend for you and talk a little bit more um, about what we were just discussing with Luke, how this you know unofficial second half is going to play out, how the playoffs are going to play out in a, in a very... I think competitive and sort of jumbled East right now. So we'll do all that when we come back. we got plenty to still do. Don't go anywhere, folks. We're getting warmed up. We are The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple, presented by Prop Swap. Follow us on Twitter. Mike is at North to North. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. We're with you each and every week, seven o'clock here on ESPN 1000. Of course, you can always catch up on the app. Make sure you have the free ESPN Chicago app on your mobile device to catch up on all the shows, all the original podcasts, this great show, and everything else. And then the encore replay Saturday morning, eight to nine, before Connor McKnight and White Sox Weekly. We have NBA. All-Star weekend upon us. We were just talking to Luke Pergani from Prop Swap. He's going from L.A. to Cleveland for uh, the weekend. Before we get to that, I just want to uh, update everyone on the NBA MVP odds as we have reached the unofficial halfway point. Of course, we're a little bit uh, beyond that in terms of games played. DeMar DeRozan, as fantastic as he's been for the Bulls, is still kind of a long shot on the board here, Mike, at 25-1. to 1. I think you got an idea last night if you watched any of Sixers and Bucks, uh, just why Embiid and Giannis are a couple of the, uh, the favorites. Jokic is in there, too. It's really a three-horse race when you look at the odds right now, Mike. Embiid is plus 135. I think it's his to lose at this point. Joker is 3-1, to one, and Giannis is 3.5-1. to one. 
Um, you can make a case maybe for Jokic going back-to-back. We do see that quite often in the NBA mm-hmm. since 2000. We've seen Tim Duncan, Steve Nash, LeBron James on two occasions, Steph Curry and Giannis all win back-to-back. It's very rare that anybody wins three in a row anymore. It's only happened three times in history. I think voters get a little bit fatigued. But uh, it it seems to be those three and then everybody else. And i got to say, they're three pretty good choices. Embiid and Giannis were fantastic last night. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I think it's an eye-opener to me about Embiid. I never thought he'd be this. I'll be straight up about it. I'm not one of these guys that says, oh, I made a bad take and I'm never going to bring it up again uh, I just looked at uh, where he was coming from the injury problem that the injury has. sure well that can happen to him this year too that being said uh, I love Giannis I think that if if I would be curious if Philadelphia was offered Giannis for Embiid mm. Mm. what they'd do because I would take the freak that's just me. I, I, I would of still health, take him too his health Nothing against Embiid. He's stunning to me. Yeah. Especially without Bobby Simmons, folks. And I've said this, you know, I mean, not About, Bobby uh, Simmons. Ben, ben Simmons. Simmons yeah. because, without Ben Simmons, because Ben Simmons, if you look at his offensive stats, equal to Pippins. But yeah. they're going to miss the defense. Yes, they will. Once Harden gets back. So I like uh, laying it for Brooklyn. But what he did last night against Milwaukee, and I know Connaughton's hurt for Milwaukee, but who cares, okay? You still got uh, most of the guys on mm-hmm. the floor. Although, like I said earlier, the NBA's become a tough bet. I think you know, unless Embiid gets hurt, it's got to be his. It kind of feels that way this year. I think you're right. I never I thought also, he'd be here to begin with. He's so good. I mean, after, yeah. remember, remember he missed that whole first year with well, the I thought the he was a malingerer at times. He's I so thought good. sometimes he'd get a little lazy at times, or he'd sit out when he, you know, the load management from the injuries. I was wrong. Now, so, you, was, so was everybody else, but, by the way. Yeah, I mean, if you if you did say pick right now one player for the next five years, I'm taking Giannis. I'm taking Giannis too. I, you are you? How about Morant? I love John. I've got that John Morant ticket. He went. I love John and, like your brothers. John, I know. I love you John. Guys are awesome. I love him. I mean, yes. I've got a Morant. I've got uh, Morant at thirty to one. He's down to twelve to one. I really think I'm going to have to maybe post that on Prop Swap. I mean, he's his odds have been slashed uh, more than half because he's been so great. But I know. I, I think I would take if you said you've got. The next five years, this is the player. He gives you a hundred percent every night. Not only is Giannis three and a half to one to win the MVP, Giannis is about three to one to win Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, they won the NBA title with that team. Think about like what you know. You're talking about a guy that's three to one in both of those categories. I mean, he's like you know, guys don't win. Defensive Player of the Year and MVP. Michael I, Michael did it. I mean, how many guys have even ever done it? Michael did it. Michael did it almost um, like he could have done it. He was look. He was a Defensive Player, uh, first team ten years. Yeah, that's unheard of for a guy of his of a score like that. I know there's someone else. There's maybe a couple of guys that have done. I'm thinking. I'm wondering if Duncan well, did Russell. it once. Yeah, Bill Russell may have. Mike, that's a good call. Russell may have done it. I maybe Duncan. Michael definitely did it. I mean. But the list is short of the guys that are capable of being the MVP and yeah. the Defensive Player of the Year in the same season. It's it's well, see, there's to five me, that have done it. There's, looking, there's five. Yeah. So so Russell's a good a good guess. That what Mike said Russell. I would think Bill Russell did it. Did they have a Defensive Player of the Year back then? I don't know. Michael definitely did it. Who else did it, Merck? It looks like Giannis did it in 2019, okay. 2020. So Giannis has already go. done it. Yeah. Yep. I mean, uh, David Robinson may have done it. That, that makes sense. I could see that. I'm looking for the other ones right now. Okay. But, but that's it's fine. a short list. It's a short, short list. That's how good he is. 
Well, look at look at Jokic. You know, to me as a basketball coach for six years, um, rebounding is defense. Everything. Defensive rebounding is defense. That's why Rodman was so great. I know. I mean, I, you see so many second chance points now, whether you watch college or pro. And with Jokic or with or, or with uh, the Greek Freak. You're not going to see many second-chance points. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And I just think Embiid and Harden, I think chemistry matters. I really do. I don't see them winning it. I mean, if you would tell me who you take, I'll take the field. Mm. I'll take the field. Harden is the only guy, because the press wants to fawn over him, that anybody else would be called a cancer. This is his third team, and he's quit yeah, on it, it was a bad look the way he got. I mean, he's, he's horrible. So, he's so talented, but it's a bad look the way he uh, He's horrible. He gets out of shape. You know, everybody criticizes Ben Simmons. Let me tell you what he did. I'll take a stand, and I've done this myself. I won't take the money, but I don't want to work for you anymore. Okay? And everybody gets on him. Yet this other guy could become a fat man, a malinger, take time off, disrupt the team, and, 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 and there's – not only uh, uh, TV hosts, radio hosts, and the print media going, oh, what a play, what a play. He's a loser, period. And they're not winning it this year. I'll stand up and say it right now. All right, now. we'll see. Carmen, it was also Elijah one did it. Elijah one did it, too. Oh, uh, that go. figures. Call. Yeah, so, hey, you could thank Michael for retiring. Yeah, right. And Michael could have won that award, by the way. You, I mean, you can make well, an it argument just makes a, me every year from 88 through, yeah. you know, his last year while he was playing, Michael should have won that it award. It makes but. me sick that if he doesn't retire, they win eight in a row. Maybe. You know what I mean? Well, it's hard to say maybe with him. You know? It's also, you, I think you do have to take into consideration, like, the mental grind. I mean, he definitely seemed mentally spent by mm-hmm. the end of 93. I mean, but you never know. There I was mean, no he's... doubt about it. I told him at the at the crap table at 2 in the morning, are you tired? <laughs> he's not tired. He's and he sure. wasn't tired. <laughs> that crazy. guy never got tired. He slept, like, three hours a day. I don't Come know on. how you do it. He's a man. So here is uh, some of the stuff for NBA All-Star Weekend, folks. They are in Cleveland. Um, let's look at the three-point contest. Zach, I, as as we are taping this show right now, it's Friday. Mm-hmm. Zach is still a go. Um, he's going to be on a limits, uh, on a minutes limit. Excuse me. It sounds like for the game on Sunday, we have not heard anything about Zach pulling out of the three-point contest. So I don't think he will. We'll see. Zach is five to one. Uh, you've got kind of co-favorites here in Patty Mills mm-hmm. and Fred Van Vliet, both at four to one. Trey Young's about four and a half to one. So there's mm-hmm. not a lot of distance between. The eight contestants they have. I will tell everybody that Fred Van Vliet is one of only two players this year in the NBA making, on average, at least four threes a game. Steph Curry leads the league with 4.6 made threes per game, and Van Vliet is number two in the NBA with four. So it's not a surprise to see him up there. And, of course, Zach trying to become the first bowl since Steve Curry in 97 to win the three-point shootout. And in 97, All-Star Weekend was in Cleveland. (laughs) (laughs) Where nobody vacations, according to Joachim Noah. That's right. I got one for you. What do you like? Folks, you've been listening to the Odds Couple. You've been winning every week. Uh, The handle, if everybody just listened to the Odds Couple, the handle for the Super Bowl would have been at an all-time low. Everybody listen to the odds couple. The Vegas casinos take a beating. I'm telling you what to do here. You could do it one of two ways. Patty Mills plus 425. Trey Young plus 425. Fred Van Lead plus 450. If you think it's those three guys, you put whatever you want down on those three. You'll win money. Or do what I'm going to do. I'm going with 
whoever this guy is, Desmond Bain. I, I like that pick, Mike. I, I honestly do. Yeah. I like you're, it a lot. You're going to win money. He's 6-1. Right? I like it a lot. All right, let's go. Or you could go Desmond Bain, uh, Luke Kennard. Kennard, who was – I think Luke Kennard went 8 of 9 from the, uh, behind Zach the line Levine, last night. I love Kennard, C.J. McCollum or yeah. Carl Anthony Towns. You can either take the first three guys' or, favorite, right. put 100 down. If one of those three wins – now they de- – now, if one of those three wins, then you're going to be you're going to be sitting pretty. But if one of those three loses, then you're going to take a beating. But if they win, you make money. Me, if it's Bain, Kennard, Levine, McCullum, or Towns, who's fourteen hundred plus fourteen hundred, if I bet Dell's five and one of them cashes, I win a bundle. I am going to probably sprinkle. I like lot, on the first three. I, the, no, I like the way you're thinking with yep. the back end of that. I will tell everybody what I'm going to do for All-Star Weekend is I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on Desmond Bain and Luke Kennard uh, on points bet. They are 6-1 to one and 7-1 to one respectively, so I will just – those will be the only two I play. Oh, you're only going to play the two. Just those two. Car. But to Mike's point, yes. if you do that in one of those hits uh-huh. – it's a nice little payday at six or seven one. So I Absolutely. will sprinkle a little bit on both of those guys. I and love the Desmond Bain pick. I really you do. You want to get crazy. I mean, the all-star game MVP, you could do the same type of situation. I mean, DeRozan, at the thing I'm looking at, I'm sure it's gone down. Uh, uh, maybe. Plus 1,400. I know. You know, Mer- you got, I mean. Merck made a good point. Like, it's in Cleveland. Team LeBron. I mean, like. Does Le- I don't know. I mean, is LeBron? What's LeBron right now for? He's Giannis plus five hundred. Is- All right, he's plus five hundred. So you're going to still. But if you lose it, okay. What I like is, I mean, look at this. I mean, what happens if Chris Middleton goes off? Like, he's mm-hmm. plus eight thousand. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, you sprinkle some change on those. That's what I would do. But I really like the uh, the the bottom five guys in the three point contest. LeBron, LeBron's I don't got a remember. Much better team. Yeah, LeBron's got a better team. They're the favorite. They're a six point favorite. Team LeBron. Because mm-hmm. Durant's not even playing, so you lose. You know, Team Durant loses its best player, or one of them. Yeah, they're a, they're a six point favorite. The total three eighteen and a half. Well, La- last year, the total hit by it. a half point, guys. But they but don't play D. They don't play D the, until the fourth, maybe. The over in the All Star game. The last fifteen years, I don't think it's going to surprise anyone. Thirteen and two to the over yeah. the last fifteen yeah. years. So, do with that what you will, ladies and gentlemen. We still have more to do here on the odds couple. We'll try to get you a couple of best plays going into the weekend. And Jim Miller, always red hot, will give us some ponies to play. I'm pretty sure we have one of the big uh, stakes races. Like one of the, the, I think the first fifty point stakes race yeah. might be this he weekend. He won again last week. He's unbelievable. Yep. I think there's a fifty pointer. Uh, for the you know one of the big derby preps, I shouldn't say stakes race. One of the big derby preps. It's a fifty pointer this weekend. So Jimmy will uh, talk to us about all that fun stuff when we come back next inside the Odds Couple on ESPN One Thousand and the ESPN Chicago app. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN One Thousand, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to the Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. Entering the home stretch on the Odds Couple, it's Carmen and Mike with you each and every Friday. We are presented by PropSwap here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. He was in the winner's circle again last week. Uh, one horse, unfortunately, did scratch, but hopefully he played the other two, and one of those was a winner. He's been red hot for, I don't know, 18 months now. He is the expert handicapper from Hawthorne Racecourse, where there is live racing all weekend long. Say hi to Jim Miller, everybody. Jimmy! What up, Jimmy? 
gentlemen, it's like a weird letdown week. No NFL action, NBA All-Star break. It's it's weird. Thank goodness for racing. Racing's going to save us this weekend, my friend. Yeah, and this is, uh, did I have this right? I was just telling Mike before the break, we have the first big 50-point race for the Derby. Is that right? Yeah, the Risen Star this weekend at Fairgrounds, the first of the 50-point races. And I'll tell you, 50 points is going to get you into the race. 30 points probably gets you into the gate this year for the Derby, especially since Bob Baffert horses that win get zero points. And they've won some of the preps, so they're not accruing any points, but it's taking points away from others. So, yeah, the winner of this race is going to be in the gate for sure. Jimmy, will there be a full 20-horse field? Is it too early to tell? Does the the uncertainty around Baffert change that dynamic at all? I think there's going to be 20 regardless of Baffert or okay. not. The one reason, Carm, I really think there's going to be 20 this year is there is no standout horse. I mean, okay. you look in past years, you had your California Chromes, your Justifies, horses like that, horses that you just know were going to be really good. There is no standout right now in the three-year-old campaign. So because of that, it really is kind of wide open. And I think anybody that can get into the gate is going to take a shot this year. You know, Jimmy, there was a song called Feelings by Morris Albert back in the day, and I thought he was going to be the next Sinatra. Quite didn't work out that way for him. He was a one-hit wonder. But when I talk about feelings, like with my dog, they, they, they know when something good's going to happen. They know maybe when they're not eating, stuff like that. When a horse has a chance for 50 points and the drivers are excited or there's a big race, do the horses feel that, like, like a dog would feel something or like other animals? Let's put it this way. The horses, I think, would feel more than anything a change in their surroundings. And what I mean there is if you're a horse running at just a normal afternoon at a racetrack, you may have a thousand fans there. When you get a bigger day, now you're talking, say, tens of thousands of fans. That does change a little bit for their personality. So you will see that. And what you'll see is some of these top trainers, because of that, Mike, they're going to start schooling their horses in the paddock during races prior to that, like a day or two ahead of time, mm-hmm. just to get accustomed to those surroundings, accustomed to a little bit bigger crowd, so they're not a little bit more anxious come race day. But yeah, they do they do sense it. They do sense a little bit of a, of a change, and they definitely know their routine when it does come to race day because their feed routine well, like changes. Sea Biscuit. Their workout routine, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like Sea Biscuit, he knew when, if you see the movie. I or, love that movie. Yeah, he goes. He posed. He would walk in front of the crowd, <laughs> and he knew he was all about that. Cigar was the same way. So I think Thank you're you. right. Yes. Thank you for bringing up Cigar, because when they brought Cigar to Arlington Park, I was on the backside, mm-hmm. and the barn that Cigar was in, it was so cool, because we'd walk him in the barn every morning. Each corner was kind of open to the public, and there were people there at each corner. He would stop and basically yep. pose for pictures at each corner <laughs> awesome. as he was walking around. Yep. He knew he was I good. He knew why he was there and why everybody else was there, and it was to see him. That's amazing. I love it. All right, you guys do have uh, racing all weekend. Like you said, we've got no football now, and um, there's you know you can there's some wagering opportunities for the NBA with uh, around the All Star festivities, but no uh, actual games this weekend. But uh, the books open and the track is up and running this weekend, right, Jimmy? That's right, boys. And we got three races this weekend. We're going to start with the Risen Star, so we'll look at that first. That's at Fairgrounds. It's race number thirteen on Saturday. Bet the five horse epicenter across the board. This is a horse that's run well over the track. A game effort last out, and it'll be four to one. Then we have our online contest called the Spring Stakes Showdown. Our race this weekend is at Laurel Park. That's race number eight. Bet the two glass ceiling just to win. She's a really talented filly. And then we're going to go back to a horse that actually won for us last week. This horse is at Hawthorne, race number five. Bet the four advanced man across the board again. He won last week. He can do it again this week. All right, so the Risen Star, that's the big 50-pointer. And as Jimmy was explaining, 50 is going to get you in. 
whichever horse ends up uh, winning the Risen Star at the fairgrounds this weekend is going to be in the Kentucky Derby. We're going to bet. That's the 13th race. We're going to bet horse number five across the board. Then at Laurel Park, race eight, the two horse just to win. And then home cooking uh, for Saturday, Hawthorne, race five, the four horse across the board. Is that right, Jimmy? That's right. Let's make some money. Might as well cash on NBA Sunday then, boys. Sounds great, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Jim. You got it. Jimmy! There's Jim Miller. Make sure you follow him on Twitter. He is at Hawthorne. Jim. I love Cigar because, you know, everybody says Secretary's the greatest horse of all time, no doubt about it. But if you told Cigar they took him to Saudi Arabia, he raced on sand and won. They raced him in mud, won. Raced him on grass, won. Take him on long trips, wins. I mean, I just love that. Wasn't horse. Cigar really like the, the winningest horse for quite some time, too? Yeah, I he, he was. I think he was older. And yeah. I, I, look, I, I actually contemplate. I know you go to Kentucky for the bourbon and oh, everything. Oh, yeah. They had him out there in Kentucky running around. I actually, that, that's a horse I actually thought about driving to Kentucky just to see. Wow, how about that? That's how big he was to me. He was he raced under any conditions. Very cool. Yep. All right, so uh, let's give out, do we we've, do we have, can we yes. find a few key plays here for the weekend to give everybody before we get out of here, Mike? Yeah, we got to do this, okay? And the bottom line is you got to take a chance, folks, on some of these things. They're prop bets, no doubt about it. And I just gave you one out earlier. It is the... Uh, uh, Three-point contest, Bain, Kennard, Levine, McCollum, Towns. Do it. Uh, take a quarter of what you usually bet. Yes. Put it down on them. Don't go bonkers crazy, but keep it interesting as far as that goes. The slam dunk contest. You got green at plus 140, mm-hmm. top it at plus 200. I'm going to take Cole Anthony at plus Ooh. 350 and Juan, whoever this guy Toscano is. Sounds, sounds like a, a, a hero in a Western. JTA. Juan Toscano Anderson <laughs> at plus 550. See, go with the long shots. I like it. That's it. I think we should play the trend. You know me. I'm a big trend player. Yep. Let's do it. Let's play over 318 and oh, a half. Again, 13 of the last 15 NBA All-Star games have gone over the total. Vegas has gotten very good at setting this number. Like I said, last year, the total was 319 and a half. The game finished on 320. But you know so what? I want to just, just say. just over, but we're going to play it again. The trend that, bo- that will bother everybody is the trend was, and if you saw it last week, the ball never is run out of the end zone. I mean, the ball's always run out of the end zone. It never makes it. How about the guy catching the ball a yard in at the beginning? I know. And he stayed and he there stayed on there. orders. It drove me nuts. <laughs> Mike, it drove me nuts because we played it and last minute. And that was minute. a trend. It drove me absolutely crazy. We played it last minute. Yeah. Um, any uh, Anything on the Daytona 500 this weekend, gentlemen? Denny Hamlin is 9-1. to one. You know Denny Hamlin's won three of the last six. He is the fa- I don't think he's the pole sitter, but uh, Denny Hamlin is the favorite for this weekend at Daytona. Yeah, I'm going to have to just uh, not watch that race. I, I'm not a big NASCAR guy, although I used to do a NASCAR segment on my shows back in the day uh, when it was much, much bigger. But they, oh, no, I may turn it on, but I'm not going to bet. I don't bet NASCAR. I'm going to give one little thing here, and now this is going to be AJ for— Point? This no, this is going to be uh, something for hockey for that. Now this is for podcasters only for the people that were already right. catching up on the podcast because the puck has dropped at the United Center. But if you're listening on the podcast this afternoon, uh, this is just one of those. Hey, why not take a little bit and put some money on Patrick Kane anytime goal tonight? And if you say why, 
Well, he's Patrick Kane, but he's also mm-hmm. playing Dallas. Patrick Kane in 60 career games against the Dallas Stars has 30 goals. He has more goals against Dallas than any other franchise in the NHL. It's actually four more than the next team that he scored most often against, that being the St. Louis Blues. So at plus 195, go ahead and put... 20 bucks down for crying out loud, you'll win uh, $28. Why yeah. not? Have a little fun. Yeah, have some fun this weekend after a pressurized year where you won 60% of your bets if you went along. By the way, somebody told me, you know how hard it is for three guys to go 61%? I said, yeah, but I didn't have okay, that good year. But did you finish above 500? I go, yeah, and Carmen went off. He was like 65. Randy, when he jumped in, was like 63. I was like 59. Same. That's how you win, but that's not easy. Now. What about Randy? What about Randy? What do we like, buddy? I'm going to give you a little tip. Wisconsin, who just went into uh, Bloomington and beat Indiana Indiana Assembly Hall, they're not great at home. Mm. So I don't even know what the spread is. They're playing Michigan, who's coming off a big win last night against Iowa. He's playing really well. Take Michigan in the points. That's tomorrow, right? It's Sunday. Oh, Sunday. I'm sorry. Okay. So So just take take Michigan no matter what. Take Michigan in the points. Michigan in the points. And Randy's going to be, for everybody listening, Saturday. One to three, Lassen's Tap and Homewood signing his book, right? Yep. yep. All right, Randy. That's Come awesome, on out. Randy. Thank you to Luke Pergandy and Jim Miller, as always, and great job by Eric Ostrowski, Randy Merkin, and Tyler Aki. We appreciate all the help. Thanks for listening, and uh, I hope everyone has a great weekend. You too, Mike, and we'll see everybody next Friday. So long, everybody. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValco and Mike North on ESPN 1000.